Welcome to the Radio Bold News Pod. I'm Mike Sakel with timely conversations for Sullivan and the Catskills and beyond. Today I'm speaking with Jonathan Schiller. He is a CEO of Garnet Health Medical Center, Catskill. And uh, Jonathan, great to, to have you here. I, Jonathan Schiller is uh, preparing to leave the organization. I thought that would be a perfect time for us to sort of get an idea of, of where things are at here in Sullivan County specifically. And uh, also, in general, talk a little bit about uh, some of the the issues that face local hospitals. A lot of local hospitals are are facing a number of issues related to you know the drug overdose problems, mental health, and and all. I know there are organizations here in Sullivan County that are focusing on that and and working with the hospitals. So, Jonathan, welcome. It's it's great to have you here. Thank you very much for being part of the Radio Bold News Pod. Oh, thank you, Mike. It's my pleasure to be here. And to share all the information that I can, uh, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, let's start off with, with some of the basics. Uh, I think people might not appreciate exactly what it is that a, that a CEO does, uh, especially at this level. Again, local hospital, medical facility that's responsible for, you know, the population. You have two campuses at, in Harris, of course, the main campus, and, and also in Calicoon mm-hmm. that you cover, uh, as well as uh, Garnet Health Doctors, which is a, a division of Garnet Health. But I guess the question is, as CEO of uh, Garnet Health Catskills, what, what is your job? What is it that you do on a daily mm-hmm. basis? Sure. Well, I'll start with the top, and that was mm-hmm. the, pa- the patients that we serve. Uh, the first and foremost duty of a CEO of any hospital, including myself at our hospitals, uh, is to ensure that we have safe patient care. And um, that is the priority number one uh, non-negotiable and then it all flows from there. Um, so it gets to uh, ensuring that we have adequate staffing, which is a real challenge uh, in this market mm-hmm. right now. Um, hospitals are not immune to the workforce shortage for sure. Um, and that includes nurses and technologists and technicians and others, uh, as well as medical staff development, ensuring that we have access to all the specialists so that when patients do come into the hospital, um, to the greatest extent practicable, we have a specialist uh, that they're going to need is in-house or available uh, to them. And, uh, and then there's a few other things that kind of go on in the background, and, and they never end. Uh, one is philanthropy, mm-hmm. um, ensuring that the hospital has access to uh, the needed funding. You know, what's interesting about, about our line of work here is that about 60% of the revenue that the hospital receives um, cannot be negotiated. It's Medicare rates, it's Medicaid rates, it's workers' compensation rates, et cetera. And those rates are set by our regulators, um, and we cannot negotiate them. So um, so that always pr- places uh, financial stress on hospitals and healthcare institutions that rely on uh, those streams of revenue for sure. um, for insuring. So kudos to our community uh, to come through uh, on the philanthropy side for us, for sure. And of course, as most hospital organizations and not-for-profit organizations, you have a foundation? We do, yeah. We have yep. Garnet Health Catskills Foundation, a great group of people. Uh, and then in Calicoon, we also have the Calicoon Auxiliary, a very mm-hmm. dedicated group of people. Uh, and both in their own right, uh, meeting the community need and ensuring that we have um, we have the resources uh, that we need to purchase, T- typically large expense uh, medical equipment. Right. Does does that uh, I mean percentage wise, what kind of percentage does uh, does the foundation and, and that funding? What's the percentage compared to you know your overall budget? Sure. Sure. Well, um, uh, I'm going to give you a long answer on to average, that. On average, on average, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. about 1% to 2%. Um, okay. And so in our healthcare institution, we're about a 100 to $105 million enterprise. Uh, so you kind of do the math from there. Um, and, and I must say how important that 1% or 2% is because the hospital industry right now 
the average margin, if you will, is less than 1%. Um, so there's really no, no room to spare. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, aside from the 60% Medicare, Medicaid, uh, we talked about the 1% from the foundation, then am I to assume that the re- remainder of that is covered under private insurance and uh, individual patients that are that are insured, that are within the hospital system? Is that the way it works? Yep, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Uh, mostly employed, uh, employer-based insurance, mm-hmm. Blue Cross, Aetna, uh, the, uh, the usuals. All the major yeah, insurance companies that cover. Of course, we're talking about Garnet Health Catskills, but you work under the Garnet Health umbrella. How does that fit in when you're talking about things like staffing? Sure. So it provides us with a tremendous boost from a recruitment standpoint. Um, my, my two hospitals here in Sullivan County, uh, we 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 do a great job. However, we don't have the resources of a $550 million hospital. And so to be able to lean on those resources when it comes to doing some of the digital uh, marketing uh, and recruiting that's done online these days, um, you know, as good as we are, we just don't have those types of resources. So to be able to lean on, if you will, or lean into the health system resources is very helpful. It also helps us with all the different creative options that we've come up with in terms of tuition uh, reimbursement, sign-on bonuses, retention bonuses, things like that. Does Garnet Health Catskills do its own recruitment, or is it all under the Garnet Health umbrella? Good question. Uh, so um, the Garnet Health Human Resources and Talent Acquisition and Talent Management teams uh, do the recruiting on behalf of the health system, and they recruit into the positions that are posted across the health system. So it could be a Garnet Health doctor's position or a Calicoon position or, or wherever the position may be. Right. Does Garnet Health Catskills have its own uh, job postings that do. they do? Yeah. Yep, yep. So we do. They're available online in case anyone's listening, looking for work. Sure. Uh, we do yep. have those positions posted online. We currently have over 100 uh, job openings at, between um, Harris and Calicoon. And, uh, of course, the most common uh, method these days is uh, people applying right online. You said about 100. Is that, is that a, a very big percentage it, ba- it's a high, based historically on, you know, employment in, in, at Garnet Health Catskills? It's a, well above average for yeah. us. It's about twice what, we, what our normal run rate has been, and that's really a, a testament to what's happening in the workforce across the country and here in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's, you know, when I talk to other hospital CEOs, and read my journals, the, um, the rural hospitals like us have it probably the most challenged when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, yeah. And, of, of course, we're talking about uh, employment positions that are available in all departments. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just doctors per se, right. but, but uh, you know, support staff uh, of every kind. Yep, right at the front door with security and all yep. the way through the billing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What's the nursing situation at Garnet Health Catskills right now? I mean, we hear a lot about nursing. We hear about nursing shortages at a lot of facilities mm-hmm. outside of Garnet Health. How would you assess that situation right now at, uh, at the Catskill facility? We have a core group of very committed nurses. Um, we did have some retirements uh, related to, I think, the exhaustion of the pandemic the last two years. Sure. People who may have been close or were going to wait another year or two kind of decided this was the time for them. They had given all they had to give. And it was time to step back and let other people take it over. Um, for us, we have about 10 or 12 travel nurses uh, between um, all the different areas of, mm-hmm. of the Harris campus. At our Calicoon campus, I don't think we have any uh, at, the, at the moment. Right, right. Uh, how about doctors now? How does that work between Garnet Health doctors and Garnet Health Catskills, the hospital? I know you've been bringing in a lot of specialties and you, you I guess, always modify uh, the needs in the community. How does 
Maybe speak mm-hmm. to me a little bit about the nuts and bolts of that. How does that work? Sure. So the core of what Garnet Health Doctors provides to the community is uh, the hospital-based services, such as the hospitalists and intensivists. Um, but in addition to that, uh, we also, uh, through Garnet Health Doctors, provide specialty care. So general surgery, for example, cardiology. Um, and then we have outpatient clinics with endocrinology and rheumatology. Uh, so there's a um, what we look to do with Garnet Health Doctors is fill those gaps that aren't being met by other groups in the community. Mm-hmm. We're not looking to compete with the other doctors. We have so many talented physicians um, in uh, Sullivan County who aren't uh, affiliated with Garnet Health Doctors um, that really we're just looking to fill the gaps. So you do you do look at the uh, I guess the landscape as it were with other medical facilities and and decide what what specialties might be needed and and that sort of thing. You yeah. got it. Yeah. So and that's also done through the same uh, the same process, or there's a different process as far as looking for potential employees. Uh, I, I imagine doctors are, you know, especially specialty doctors mm-hmm. uh, are, um, you know, sometimes in demand. So, for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Uh, so typically, when we're doing the uh, recruitment of physicians um, and uh, other providers, there's oftentimes a, a different component to the compensation, uh, such mm-hmm. as relocation, things like that. Right, right, which is expected of, of, of something like that. You know, uh, if you're looking for a doctor at that level, mm-hmm. of course, you would have to provide some sort of incentives. How much has COVID changed things? And I know that's a very general question, but really, uh, you know, obviously the employment situation is is one issue, uh, financially, but also I think it's Garnet Health uh, and and yourself have had to sort of look and uh, and sort of recalibrate what the needs are within mm-hmm. the community. Speak to me a little bit uh, about that. I mean, what, are there any specific things that you can think of that uh, have taken place uh, as a result of COVID mm-hmm. that maybe you're focused on today that you weren't focused on two years ago, almost three years ago? So much has changed, Mike. Uh, you're you're right on there. So the the things that we all deal with as homeowners and family members, where the price of gas, for example, mm-hmm. or the price of food, we deal with all of that as well, uh, just on a larger scale. Um, however, as I had mentioned earlier, because of the compression on the uh, on the uh, Medicare and Medicaid rates, it puts us in a very difficult position financially, as most hospitals. Um, so we've had to rely on our reserves. Um, across the health system to help carry us through some of these uh, really unprecedented price spikes that we're seeing. The other thing that it's done, which I don't know that we would have ever anticipated this, but it's very powerful, is it has for our staff members who um, didn't retire and who are still here working hard every day, um, it has really reinforced a sense of teamwork, camaraderie, fellowship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sort of we've been through something together and and created a lot of bonds that that um, survived some very intense times, for sure. So in, uh, in a sense, really, it's a, almost a, a positive. Yeah, I, I mean, I think many of us feel that way. Mm-hmm. Just that idea of having been through all of this together. And uh, I know there's been a lot of community support. Now, what was the financial situation? Because there there were some instances, especially when COVID first broke, where there was federal uh, assistance of it made available, and was added to the pot, so to speak, for Garnet yep. Health Catskills and Garnet Health in general. I mean, how how has that helped? Has that reshaped anything in terms of the operation of the uh, Garnet Health Catskills? For for 2020 and 2021, uh, the federal funds uh, really helped small hospitals like ours. We we were really in a jam. Uh, would have been in a jam financially because the price of everything was going up: masks, uh, et cetera, all the PPE, if you could find it. 
Um, and so we were paying, you know, two to three times market rate uh, for some of that stuff during the during the peak. And um, the federal relief helped us a lot. The other thing that happened is uh, many members of our public um, deferred uh, elective care, either right. either regular mm-hmm. checkups or colonoscopies, et cetera. And there's a certain part of our um, of our uh, business, if you will, that that requires that that typical uh, patient care. And you know the nurses and the doctors, et cetera, are there to provide those services. And we're not when we're not providing those services, um, then then we we just we just incur all of the cost. I think it's important to note that throughout the pandemic, um, we never laid one person off. We were able to sustain and, and maintain uh, everybody on our payroll, whether we were busy or not busy in a particular week or month. Uh, and that's something we're really proud of, and I think our employees yeah. Um, yeah. are thankful for. Uh, looking back on it, not every hospital was able to do that. It required us to live on our reserves a little bit, um, uh, right. but that's that's part of uh, part of good planning. So now that we're in this sort of second quarter of 2022, uh, two things are emerging. One is um, the federal funding to backstop all the hospital finances and financial challenges has um, exhausted, and right. I, don't, I don't think there's any more mm-hmm. coming. And so um, hospitals now are left to look at. Uh, what the utilization is of their services and, and uh, how does that compare to what we were in 2019, right before the pandemic started? So uh, to touch upon that subject, um, you know, there's been a, a lot of talk recently, uh, mostly on social media, which uh, you know, sometimes the information on social media is not necessarily accurate, but there there's, has been talk on cutbacks of some services. And not to, not to talk about specific services or what the the rumors or stories may be, but maybe uh, you could just speak to that. I mean, it, is Garnet Health Catskills now faced with some choices regarding uh, service cutbacks or realignments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So um, beginning in January and right through now, here we're recording this uh, towards the end of May, um, this, this whole uh, 2022 has been a financial challenge for us. And in part, uh, because of all of the increased uh, rates that we're paying for supplies uh, and everything that I had mentioned earlier, but also because the community's need for healthcare services right now uh, epidemiologically is in a downswing. So we have rising costs on one hand, and we have a lack of uh, utilization of some of the services on the other hand. And so for our hospital and for our health system, that has meant some uh, significant financial challenges. Um, we have been uh, utilizing our cash reserves over the past several months so that we didn't have to make any, um, uh, any, make any drastic decisions. However, we're really at an inflection point where it's been five months now. Um, this may be the new normal, and that's what we're reacting to. Right. So there are going to be some temporary service changes, uh, and I underscore temporary because we just don't know what tomorrow will bring, uh, but we need to make some changes now to ensure the viability uh, of the organization going forward. Now, will that affect the staff at all, or will you reassign staff, or how does that work, and would they have the option to work within the Garnet Health System elsewhere? Sure, sure. So um, it gets complex and complicated because um, we are a unionized workforce, and so uh, staff have seniority and, and bumping rights and all those types of things. We have no intent to uh, have a workforce reduction as part of some of our temporary service uh, changes. Um, it, it's just simply not in the cards for us. We we need all of the nurses and doctors that we have for sure, um, and uh, we're hopeful and optimistic that this is just a temporary uh, reduction in volume. And uh, hopefully, it's not the permanent new normal, um, but only time will tell. Unfortunately, we can't we can't uh, predict it all. Um, but I, I just would, would make one comment about um, about the public uh, 
communication that's happening in, on social media and others. I think that's good. Discourse is always good. Um, the best ideas come from uh, all of that discourse, and it also tells me that people in our community are paying attention. That mm-hmm. the, our local hospital is important enough that people are willing to put their opinions out there in the public forum, and uh, good, good, good for them. Um, I think that in the end, transparency and, and those honest conversations will get us to um, uh, to whatever uh, the new Catskill looks like. Sure. And, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, Health Family Services Committee meeting, uh, there was talk about this this social media chatter that was going on. Uh, and the, the question I have is, have, has uh, the legislature reached out to you? You know, that was one of the points that was made at the time, uh, talking to you or maybe even at a higher level within the Garnet Health uh, Organization. Uh, can you speak to that at all? Has, sure. has there been any outreach or are there any meetings planned? There, there has been outreach um, from both the chair, the chair of the legislature, as well as the um, public health department. Uh, both people who I respect and admire, and I know they do hard work every day. Um, uh, having said that, we weren't able to share too much with them uh, because the uh, negotiations that we have ongoing with the Department of Health are confidential. We're, we're not at liberty to, to share any information. And, um, I, and I told them both that, and they respect that. Right, right, and so uh, so more to come, I guess, as far as as far as that story. But uh, uh, well taken, your point on on social discourse and and you know social media. You always have to be a little careful as far as the what kind of information gets out there, where it comes from. But again, and at this point, it's something that you have to deal with as a as CEO as well. Getting back to community involvement, because. Uh, for example, Bold Gold Media, very much involved in the IDA3 WSUL Hardathon, is uh, is always an annual event that's um, that's well received by the community and has a lot of community support. And you know, sometimes uh, it it seems like an, an event like that, which basically uh, raises funds for one or two pieces of specific equipment, you know, it seems like a bit of a drop in the bucket as far as uh, the operation of the hospital, but it really does make a difference. I know you've spoken to that before. I, w- I wanted to just give you the opportunity to uh, maybe outline for us how, you know, how things like that work, you know, what, how the 98.3 WSUL Hardathon makes a difference, how all of these other fundraising events that go on, including the work of the foundation, really make a difference to the hospital operation. Well, I, I appreciate that. It's, boy, we couldn't do this without our community, and we couldn't do it without partners like Bold Gold. Um, that's one of my – there are two uh, days that I look forward to so much every year. One is the hospital's annual golf outing uh, sponsored mm-hmm. by the foundation, um, and one is obviously the Hardathon. Uh, truly just feel-good days where our community comes yeah. out um, and gives uh, to causes that are important to them, and that being the hospital and patient care. Um, you know, what? one of the things that I think is really important about those types of events is that those dollars are restricted uh, for the specific mm. purpose of purchasing uh, high-tech medical equipment. And I think it's important for donors to recognize that those funds are never used to give out bonuses or to meet payroll or anything like that. And, and that really helps us ensure the integrity of the process, but also uh, that those gifts are going to be directly used for patient care for years to come. Right, right, and right. that's that's the key for me. Definitely benefits the patient, and that's a yeah, that's a that's a big part of it. As far as services go, you know, we we touched briefly on some of the the needs in the community since uh, COVID and all. I, I wanted to talk a, a little bit specifically about some of the things that you're doing, in particular with some of our community partners. Uh, of course, 
you always work closely with public health. Uh, one of the other things, the big things, of course, is the drug task force. Mm-hmm. And the drug task force is doing some tremendous work. They've, you know, they've, they've got their, their specific challenges and, and they're dealing with it on a, on a specific level. So one of which includes the medical community. Mm-hmm. Um, speak to me a little bit about what, what it is that, uh, that Garnet Health Catskills is, is involved with right now in terms of uh, fighting this uh, this opioid problem and drug problem overall, the substance misuse problem. Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, first, uh, I think I couldn't do this justice without giving kudos to D.A. Galligan and um, Deputy Commissioner of Health uh, and Family Services, um, Wendy Brown. Uh, those two uh, are just a powerful duo, and they are, um, they they are, are. leading this fearless effort. Uh, and, but I think... You know, you look at people in that type of a position, a prominence within the county, if you will, and the number of agencies and work groups that they've put together really speaks to the size of the problem and, and, that, and that this is not something that a hospital ER or a clinician in the community can solve. It, it is going to take um, everyone in the community in all corners in private homes and public institutions to, to help make a difference. Uh, specifically for Garnet Health Catskills role, there's a few different things we do. The first one is we share with uh, the task force in the county uh, all of the data uh, that um, uh, statistics for the number of patients that come to our emergency department seeking treatment mm-hmm. or coming in for another illness, and we identify an addiction concern. Um, and uh, this this is important data for us to have and, and to share. It's um, it's been helpful. On on the operational level, uh, we do participate in the Hope Not Handcuffs. Um, we will refer mm-hmm. patients over to that, obviously. And we also are uh, supporters of the New York Matters program, which, um, to put it in a nutshell, uh, gives uh, someone who comes to the ED looking for help an opportunity to get a free uh, uh, prescription for medication that will help them with their addiction and a referral uh, to a private uh, or an outpatient specialist who can help them with their ongoing uh, challenges and hopefully help them get into recovery. And that seems to be the the standard these days is trying to uh, create an environment where if somebody comes in in need, as hope not handcuffs, that they they can gain access to those services right away, whether it be at the uh, emergency department or you know somebody walks in, or even a patient that walks in for uh, uh, another reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, decides at that point, you know, I'm dealing with this issue and I really need help, that you can provide that help. Yeah, you never know uh, when it's someone's day to, to look for help. Right, And right. so we're always, you know, we're always hopeful it's today. Well, another issue, too, that, that's uh, been quite prominent and uh, as a result, I think, of, of the COVID pandemic and all, uh, we become much more aware of mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's state campaigns that, that urge people to seek seek help if they if they need it um how how is garnet health catskills working uh on on mental health issues within the community mm-hmm. well i think that one of the gifts if i could use that word uh, that covid gave us was it i don't know that it's eliminated the stigma but it certainly has mm-hmm. loosened up and broadened uh, people's ability or willingness to talk about mental health challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's statistics out there regionally and, and statewide about what percentage of uh, community residents may be suffering from a mental health challenge at, an, at any given time. Right. Uh, for our role, we really have uh, three different uh, services that we provide. The first one is obviously the emergency care, right? Uh, somebody who's in a crisis, either experiencing a psychotic break or perhaps uh, just having a really, really uh, challenging time with depression or something of that order. 
um, then they can come into a safe place, uh, either perhaps brought in by one of our community partners or a family friend uh, or EMS, uh, but come into a safe place where we can help uh, assess, diagnose, look at the treatment history, and if warranted, uh, help them with uh, an inpatient stay. Uh, that would be the second services that we provide is that, you know, the emergency department is 24-7 with psychiatrists and the inpatient unit is 24-7 as well. Mm-hmm. And for those who, who require that level of care, uh, we're here. And then uh, the third is, um, is for the outpatient follow-up. We do have an outpatient uh, behavioral health clinic uh, that, we, um, that we do refer patients to. And there are a number of very good quality uh, outpatient uh, mental health providers in, in the county that we refer to as well. Right, right. There's definitely been an expansion of services within the community. So do you all communicate? You know, there's there's the mobile unit, the new mobile unit that's out there, yep. and as well as, you know, the ongoing mental health crisis uh, response team that's been part of the county for a very long time. I mean, th- is there communication there between Garnet Health Catskills and, and all those community partners? There is. There could always be more. Um, and, uh, and I think right now we're in a situation where we're all so busy uh, that uh, there hasn't been a tremendous amount of overlap or, or coordination on the outpatient side. On the mm-hmm. inpatient side, of course, we're, we're the only uh, hospital in the county with that service. Um, so uh, we do take input from community providers, especially when it comes to um, uh, discharging patients and ensuring that they're going to have uh, continuity of care on the outpatient mm-hmm. side. Well, uh, Garnet Health Catskill CEO Jonathan Schiller, you know, the, the reason I, I invited you here to the Radio Bold News Spot is uh, you're leaving us soon. You'll be I moving am. on. And uh, I wanted to kind of take the last few minutes here to, to focus on that as to your, your future plans. You're staying here in New York State. Yes. Yep. Right? Speak um, to I, me a little bit about, about that. Uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, begin with um, after 18 years in our health system, um, uh, including the most uh, recent five as the CEO for our hospital here. Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to serve our community, um, and uh, I'm thankful for that opportunity. So uh, I have accepted a position in central New York. Um, however, uh, we're not done here yet. I'll oh, be here through oh. June. And, um, and my wife and myself and our family will still be residing here in the area. Mm-hmm. And I'll have um, uh, some housing arrangements um, uh, in Oneida. That's where this is in central New York. Wonderful place. A lot of similarities. Only hospital in the county. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and very rural. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, Mike, um, rural health, caring for rural communities is my passion. And, uh, and I'm called to do it. I'm called to serve. And I, I'm just very, very fortunate to have had this opportunity. As a, as a rural health care CEO, um, what would you say are some of the top challenges that you're facing? I mean, we've, we've touched upon it somewhat here, but uh, even in general terms, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in ge- rural, rural health care can be a, a, a tough business. It is a and, tough business. And you're sticking to it. So, <laughs> I am. Uh, what I, what I are think, some of the um, challenges? It's almost like you were reading my, uh, uh, reading my daily planner because uh, everything that we went through is, is what the day-to-day is. It's, um, it's staffing, it's recruiting, it's retention, and it's quite honestly helping our staff who are with us today uh, f- feel valued and know how important they are to the community and the work that they do. Um, sometimes we come in, we do, we do good work every day, uh, but we don't always hear about it, and so I make sure mm-hmm. that our staff know that they are valued and that, uh, and that they make a difference for each other and for our community. Well, very good. Jonathan Schiller's CEO, Garnet Health Catskills. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you, Mike. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Radio Bold News Pod. This is Mike Sakel. I'll be back soon with more conversations that you can find on Anchor, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And always at RadioBold.com.